computer recording in progress all right i'm gonna roll in and and introduce you and all that good stuff so um all right we are okay. live here on the uh sky high and fly podcast called raise the bar i'm your host troy haynes and my honored guest tonight is steve lang steve lang is a uh, former jumps coach at ucla I met Steve uh, at the start of my junior year uh, in 1985, and he had just joined the staff at UCLA with uh, John Smith, the famous John Smith who created many gold medalists uh, through the 80s, right, 88 and 92 um, for the, uh, you know, and obviously created a lot of points for the UCLA track team, and they were a joint deal. We're going to hear about all these things uh, here in a minute. Um, Steve, welcome to our podcast. It's been a long time in the making. How are you doing? Doing great, Troy. Good to hear from you, see you and hear from you again. Uh, you're one of those, uh, one of my first uh, seven footers at, at UCLA. And, uh, you know, we, we had fun together learning yeah. and, and watching you jump. And, uh, you know, and uh, it, was, it was a ball, really had a ball. And I, that's something that I've always loved to do, coach jumpers. And, uh, I'm happy. I'm so happy doing it. Yeah, right. I you're you've been doing this uh, a long time. I I was just thinking about my career, and I'm like, I'm creeping up on 40 years here. I started in 1988. Uh, shortly after I graduated, I I did a little bit of help with the decathletes the year after I was done on the team, like in 1987. But I wouldn't have called that really coaching yet. And then um, 88, I was finished with school, so I really didn't start until 1989 at Orange Coast. But you'd already been coaching for quite a while. You'd coached at the the high school level, right? And then before you came to UCLA, right. so yeah, I, I started high school uh, pretty much my senior year at UCLA seventy two. Uh, the the high school coach at Fremont High School, uh, one of my friends at the time, he wasn't the coach that worked with me at at uh, Fremont, but he was uh, the new coach at Fremont. He asked me to come by and and. Uh, work with the young guys and teach them how to, you know, to how to jump. And, and he wanted me to work with all the jumpers, the high jumpers, the long jumpers, the triple jumpers. And um, ironically, I had been studying under a, a bunch of my uh, jump, jumper, triple jumpers, long jumpers, teammates, and watching them over the, over the years. And uh, uh, we had a good camaraderie, uh, with, with, you know, we, you know, goals just, just do well and, and score at the, conference and national meet and uh I learned a lot well I could say at UCLA and I said well I know so much let me let me teach some of these high school kids how to do it and uh uh that's that was 1973 and uh I haven't stopped since then wow 73 so you you were already done at UCLA so 72 was your senior year at UCLA is that about right yeah I was a co-captain yeah 72 I was a co-captain at UCLA with John Smith and uh Paul, Paul, uh, what's Paul's last name? Paul, Paul, Paul's a half miler. Paul, come on. Paul. I can't think of Paul's last name, but we, 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 we were tri-captains. Tri yeah. And, um, yeah, and so we, we, we got together and, and uh, we, won the, we won the NC2As that year. Actually, we won, I stuck, I stuck, I was back and forth at UCLA and, and I was uh, uh, still training up there. I, I just had to get me a, a seven foot high jump in myself. And, uh, that's when I uh, started, you know, working with some of the guys at UCLA and 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 at the high school, and and I really learned to uh, do some some serious jumping in, and I, I learned that flop, and uh, 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 I was a straddler, but I learned to learn the flop and how to teach the flop, and and it's been an upward upward battle since I've had, let me see, seven high school seven footers, and uh, uh, a couple of. 50 foot and a, a 50 foot and a 51 triple jumper, a couple of 25 foot long jumpers. So I've, I've been blessed with the right athletes and, and, and getting them out to the, the, the as far as, far as I can get them out. And, and right. it's just been a, a, a fun thing to do. I, I've enjoyed it. And uh, I, some people say I'm good at it and I say, I'm all right. <laughs> I, I learned, I'm still learning. Every day is a learning experience. Right. Right. Well, you've been doing it a long time yeah. and um, I'm, I was sitting there going over, you know, in my head, I, I, I knew that you had had, you know, several seven footers. So seven, yeah, you're, you're ahead of me, seven to zero on, on seven footers. <laughs> and uh, 
you've had, I'm sure multiple of those kids have gone to the state meet and gotten themselves onto the podium. And uh, I'm sure you've had yeah. athletes that you've gotten to uh, get some scholarships for, which I know is one of those great things that, that you, uh, you know, you can get your athletes. Um, is that, is that a real motivator for you for getting them it not is. only it just really to be is. good athletes, but to get them into college and have them continue their education? That's it. That's that's the key to getting those kids to the next level. And I've had a University of Arizona, USC. I've had uh, 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 Georgia, University of Georgia. I've had a number of colleges that I've got those kids in. And I, I've been uh, blessed just to, to, to show them the way and, and, and get them to that next level. And that's been the goal, get the kids to, to college and, and, and so they can do their best. Uh, right. Some of them finished at the community college level and they were happy with that. But it's been a joy getting those kids to the next level and, and teaching them how to be better athletes and, and better people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, now I want to back up because you, you've kind of flew through your, your high school history. Now, did you uh, do any other sports besides track and field coach? I played a little basketball, but I did, I didn't do that. I did that when I went to uh, uh, community college, I went to East Los Angeles community college and uh um, my first year, I played. I played a little basketball there, but uh, I uh, I won the state. I, I was a state champ in '69 uh, in community college, and uh, uh, but uh, I, uh, intramural basketball and that type of thing, basketball because yeah. I could jump pretty well, and that that, right. that opened the door for me. Okay, you know, but but yeah, but I, I know I I wasn't on the level to play at UCLA, so I wouldn't even think about it. But intramural time, I had fun though. Yeah, that was a tough, tough time to get on the basketball team at UCLA. There wasn't a whole lot of room on the. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. That must have been a, Yo, a they, quite a time, guys. quite a time at UCLA to yeah. watch all those championship teams year after year. Right, kind of crazy right. history. Right. Um, right. Now, you said you won the the state meet at the the JC level then, and you mentioned the fact that you started out as a straddler. So when you were were you a straddler all the way through high school? And then did you flip over yeah. to the flop then? Or how, how did that whole, whole thing go? Actually, in, in 73, I cleared uh, seven feet at, at a UCLA at an all-comers. And I was elated. And I said, you know, and I had a couple of high school kids that uh, asked me to teach them. And instead of teaching him them the, the straddle, I said, let me teach you guys this flop. Because, you know, I played with the flop and I went six nine, but I wouldn't. But you know, just playing around with it. And I said, Hey, you know what? This is the way to go. This yeah. really is the way to go. This flop. And, and, uh, I, I just took the straddle out, out of my, out of my mind and say, Hey, no more straddling. I'm going to yeah. teach these kids how to, how to do this flop. And, and, uh, I stuck with it. And, uh, in fact, I, I stopped even straddling. I, I, not that I became a flopper, but I, I, I was able to teach it. I knew how to teach the flop. And, uh, uh, uh that, that was the key to it. And like I say, seven, when seven seven foot floppers uh i was pretty happy with yeah, that right right now when you're uh you were on the you jumped seven feet seven two when you're ucla what was your best height at ucla no, I, I seven i jumped seven feet in 73 and i was that was after ucla officially at ucla i was a 611 jumper okay okay and then um and i and i was uh, it was runner up. I was tied to runner up in the conference and uh, 1970 uh, uh, teammate of mine, Harold Greenwood. We, 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 we jumped together. Harold was a straddler too, but all the while I, I, uh, Tom Telez, who was my, my, my coach at uh, UCLA. Uh, I, I always wondered about that flop. And I said, you know, I, 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 I want to give this flop a, a, a chance. Yeah. I, I just wanted to give it a chance. Cause you know, I, it seemed because people were going so easy with it. And I say, hey, you know what? OK, if I if I can't do it, you know, I can teach people how to do it. And that's what right. I did. I was able to teach people and get them off the ground with with, with the flop. And uh, uh, to this day, uh, I can I can pick up some kids. Excuse me. I can get those kids off the ground real good with that flop. And mm -hmm. uh, it's the way to go nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't I can't remember the last time. I think it, in the 80s, there was one guy maybe from China that was still straddling. And then yeah. I know there's still en uh, enough of the old guard Russians around probably that could train one. But like you said, I think they, they right. changed to so much speed in the approach. Um, single armors, you know, double armors. Barshim's one of the fastest double armors I've ever seen. But 
you know, the single armors really, right. really haul the mail at the bar, right? Just, I used to think yes, sir. cheating. I used to think like in the eighties when I was jumping, <laughs> yeah. you know, I watched Mogenberg win the Olympics in 84. And I, my first right. thought was, okay, this isn't fair because he's six, eight and he's a, mm -hmm. looks like he's 140 pounds dripping wet. I right. mean, it was a true right. stick. Right. And then when he ran, yes. when he got to the bar, it looked to me like he just kind of leaned over and went same, we you know, after running really yeah. fast. And yeah. I'm like, I was like, okay, well this, this style, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I, I did a little bit like you, like I never, we were, we tried to straddle, you know, they were, the flop was still right. new when I was in junior high school. So that there's enough people saying that you could get hurt doing the flop. So they made a straddle when I was in junior high. But I wasn't any, mm -hmm. I could do it, but it wasn't my favorite. The first time that I started jumping in sixth grade or something, I tried to flop. I just had seen it, I think, in the Olympics. In 76, I was 12 years old. So I must have seen it somewhere. And right. it was like, this is easy. You know, I'm sure I watched Dwight Stones in, you know, in 76 in Montreal. So I had seen it and it was just easy to run up and do it. Like you said, it just felt like the easiest thing in the world. But for me, it was always a two-arm takeoff, you know, double-arm pump. So. Yeah. When I saw that single, I'm like, I would run up and I would try it and I'd get the same kind of results I did when I tried a true Fosbury, which is really different. You know, I keep explaining to people, I go, if you watch Fosbury, one out of every 10,000 people will do what Fosbury did, you know, with his arms, the knee drive, yeah. the speed and the curve and everything. Yeah. But the, the reverse arm thing and then leaving the yeah. arm closer yeah. to the bar wrapped around it kind of, you know, I'm just like, it's just kind of bizarre. So when I demonstrate right. those for the kids, I'll show them, but I'm like, I can't get any air <laughs> using either of these. Because, yeah, it's always, right. you know, use both arms like you're going to jump up and grab the rim or you're a middle blocker in volleyball or, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's a different game now. You know, the, and I, the straddle is, is <laughs> I think it's just like a, it literally is a dinosaur. You know, you got to dig it up and look yeah. at it. You know, finding someone that's yeah. going to do that anymore is going to be impossible because they're not even going to know what it is, you know, through lack of use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, uh, no, you don't, it's not around. It's not around. No, not at all anymore. And, and like you said, I think uh, it's almost like sabermetrics in sports now, right? Like everybody's had the time to analyze it and go, all right, that's, it's too much work, right? You got to get your body, yeah. all of your body has got to get way up and over the bar almost all the way around so you don't you know the flop they've done those studies that say that you know 50 percent of your body can be under the bar at any time you know in the flop as you're going over you know which makes sense when you right. see somebody in one of these noodle layouts you know like lee balkan or something but uh i don't think it was ever like that for me because <laughs> i was pretty stiff right, right. but uh right. you know, the real bendy ones um Hey, tell us a little bit about that, Coach. You you mentioned a great name in track and field, and uh, I've I've done my homework post having gone to UCLA and Tom Telez um, and uh, Jim Kiefer were two of the coaches that oh, yeah. that went through UCLA before going on to other places. I know that uh, you know Jim Kiefer's later claim to fame was working with Doug Nordquist, and I know that uh, mm -hmm. we all know Telez, you know brought along carl so, lewis and and so many other right. great athletes so what was it like uh being coached by by the legendary mr telez it was it was really a joy uh, uh in fact he influenced me to uh, uh although i was doing the straddle with him but uh, watching him work and and knowing what he knew about the flop uh it put it little little uh a candle in my head and, and it made me kind of realize that you know what the new way to go it this old straddle uh russian type thing uh uh valerie Brumel brumel and uh and uh uh um john thomas uh otis burrell those straddlers i, I looked at them but but it was just something different I, and I, when i saw that flop i knew it was the way to go yeah, it, it, yeah. you know and, and I played around with it, but I, I I wasn't really serious. I said, you know what, I've made my name uh, doing the straddle, and therefore I'm, I'm gonna stick to the straddle. But I, when it comes to teaching, I'm gonna teach my kids how all every kid I've, I've coached, I've taught them how to fly. Yeah, yeah. And and 
Yeah, it, it's the way to go. It really is the way to go. Uh, you, you get success very fast. Uh, and, and you don't have to be the most talented person out there to do the flop. You know, mm-hmm. you, the straddle, you, it, took, it took a lot of time and work to, to, to really engineer yourself to be a, a, a really good straddler. But mm-hmm. that flop, it, it, you, can, you can do a lot in less time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've lost track and I'm sure you've lost track of how many times you you see a kid walking around and you know he's on the basketball team at your school or whatever. And, you know, they go, ah, you know, somebody talked him into coming out. And then, like you said, they run up and just like boing. And you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. I, can, I can help right. you. We can get you to go places. You know, it's just it's like you said, it's not really rocket science. You know, they can drive their knee up, right. lean back a little bit. <laughs> you know, And you're like. You can you can well, you teach know, my, them the finer points. My, right, my first uh, high school seven footer came from the basketball team. He was about Johnny Washington, about six four, and uh, uh, he wanted he really wanted to do the straddle. And uh, I, we we played around with the straddle, but I told him I said no. When it comes to the serious meets, I want you to do this flop. You could play with that straddle, but do this flop and watch the success you will have from that flop. And indeed, he did. And he won a state championship in 1975 and was one of the best jumpers in the nation. And uh, that, he was my actually my first uh, high school seven footer. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that it must be weird, too, knowing because you are, um, you know, being a little older than I am, you were able to to be around for the progression of the world record up through seven feet. Right? Yes. Remember that that going right, on. So right. All of a sudden you're here. You are coaching a high school kid that is jumping as high as the world record used to be. So that must have been pretty cool. Yes, right. Just watching it, watching it grow and watching it go. Uh, you know, it went, you know, we're talking uh, Fazer went, I think, seven, four in, 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 in a fraction or two. Yeah. And, uh, 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 you know, watching the, the other floppers just get seven, 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 eight, and finally eight feet and a half inch. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, it, it, the way to go. That's all I can say. The way to go, the, the plot. Right. Yeah, it's right. Uh, what do you What do you think is the the biggest difference between the two? Since you had the chance to to both do it at a high level and then to coach the other one, what's the major advantage or you know disadvantage of one compared to the other? What's you because you said it's well, the way to go. What What was it that occurred to you that you know the kind the of transferring. The transferring from forward to upward was is much easier when the flop because you know you 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 up in the air, uh, uh, you flip, you throw your head back, and you're over. It, it's yeah. it takes it. It's a lot. It, it's a lot. It takes a lot of strength to, to get a good a good jump. It it's yeah. It the, the mechanics are somewhat different, but when you when you when you you're backing it to the to the bar, you know you're flipping. You're flipping over it. Next thing you know, hey, you got it. You're you're a good high jumper. It it yeah. it uh, the. It, it it it's really um like I said, it's the way to go. It's the yeah. way, no if ends but I I I love teaching. I, I get kids every year and I teach them how to how to, how to jump with that flop. And uh, uh, they said, well, coach, how did you jump? I said, well, I I, I jumped both ways. I, they said, well, show me the other way. And I showed them the straddle. But I said, no, it's not the way to go. It takes too much time. You yeah. get successful very fast with this flop and so let's stick with success and i don't get any more out of it that's it right there yeah um it's interesting i don't know if you ever uh saw this guy i i jumped against him after i left ucla you know and kept competing for a few years um there was a guy named ben lucero who jumped for athletes in action who ran ran a curve approach like he was going to do the flop and then he would straddle You know, I tried that, Troy. Instead of doing the 45-degree straight line, whatever, for the straddle or the Mm -hmm. 60-degree line or whatever that line is, because I don't know. Curve would ride. But he he ran a a J curve and then would – and take that speed into a straddle and jumped – I think he jumped 7'4", 7'3", or 4". Right. I I remember the guy, yeah. 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 That was interesting to me. I never – I never – I remember trying it after that because, you know, as a lefty – then I had to try it, come in from the right to do my left foot straddle. And I tried the speed, right. you know, cause I was a lot faster then than I am now. And I tried that and I couldn't, I still couldn't get off the ground. So I thought that yeah. was interesting, but um, that's one of my favorite things telling the kids now is that, 
you know, even as, as you and I are talking about the, the flop and it's the way to go, you know, I've just gotten through doing a, a series on, um, on Thinkific, a teaching series is high jump zoom classes on, you know, different types of takeoffs and you okay. know, there's, there's the Fosbury, which I would call the American single arm, <laughs> you know, but again, almost yes. nobody does it. And then the European single arm, which is, you know, looks like you're going to do the Fosbury getting ready to reverse. And instead they just run off the ground. And then, um, yeah, yeah. you know, the classic gather and jump, that was, was definitely me. And, uh, there, there was the, what I call the whip back, the whip back double arm. Mm. You see a lot of the European gals just run along and all of a sudden they'll throw that inside arm way back. And then they'll take mm -hmm. the other arm back and the other one starts creeping up, but it's basically a two arm, you know, it's not the same as the right. double where you reach back at the same time, you know, Dwight mm -hmm. had his swipe, but that was basically a double arm. And then, um, right. I look, I've seen just recently a couple hybrids, you know, drown when he won the Olympics in 2016, he would gather and then go single. And I remember thinking, why did mm. he bother? Why did he bother to gather? He doesn't use both arms. He right, just runs right. off the ground with one, right. you know? And one, then right. um, I, I've just recently seen, I was curious to ask you this because I'm not really sure if it's viable as a really great jump technique, but I've seen some girls jump okay with it. I haven't seen a guy do it yet, but it, I've seen some girls jump five, nine, a couple of, uh, mm -hmm. of uh, British heptathletes, but they're running up. And then all of a sudden, you know, just like the single armor, the one arm comes up, but if you back it up a step, as they're coming into that one, they put one arm up and then they swing the other arm up and both arms are up. So they're not getting any lift okay. out of their arms. They're mm -hmm. not using their arms like we would because they're already up as their foot's hitting right. the ground. So it's like their arms are up and then they just come up and they go knee drive across and that's it. And I've right. seen five, nine out of that, which... You know, when I looked at it, I was like, okay. And I asked the question to my Zoom audience after showing them a couple of videos. I said, what do you, what is the possible advantage of both arms up? Right. And this one yeah. guy answered correctly. I thought that it's raising your center of mass quite a bit. Yeah, okay. Or mm -hmm. takeoff, right. Just the same mm -hmm. way a single armor does. Right. Which is the only reason I can see for the single armor to me is like the combination of speed plus a really high center of mass. And then if you can get your okay. knee up and all that, you're you're probably in a, about as good a shape as a double armor, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I, it's it's kind of interesting because you know you get into those arguments. So like, what's the best style? You know, so right away I can think of two guys that have jumped really high that are double armors between Sotomayor and Barshim, and I believe mm -hmm. Barshim has made seven eleven and a half more than anybody else. And then yeah, then yeah. you turn right around with Bondarenko and. Um, you know, Stefan Holm and, you know, a lot of great single armors that have jumped 7'11 also, you know, I think. Right, right. Joburg jumped 7'11 and Tranhart, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of single armors have gotten that high. Um, so it, it's, right. interesting. it's interesting for sure. Um, very, very. What was the other thing I was going to ask you? Um, I, we mentioned John Smith really quick and I, my brain is just like, oh, yeah. I've not seen John Smith in, 40 years, it seems like, because I did the same thing. I hadn't seen Kevin Young because in 86 was my senior year and I graduated okay. off the team. I was still there on campus and I was, I kind of wandered around in a fog for that next year because I, I really was lost. Like I didn't know what to do mm -hmm. <laughs> because my whole right. career at that point, I hadn't made any kind of a transition to realizing that I had to have a life and then I had to pay bills <laughs> and then I had to do all these other things. I was like, I wanted to be a great high jumper. I wanted to go to the Olympics and, you know, things were kind of going along. And then it was like, yeah, you're yeah. out of years. You got to go away now. You know, I was like, wait, where am I going to go? You got to get it down. I, I didn't yeah, know what yeah. to do. And so that yeah. year I was lost. And then in 88, I'm like, hey, it's an Olympic trial year. I'm going to take the year right. off and drop out of school and really mm -hmm. train. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was, that was kind of crazy, you know, going, going through that whole transition. But right through there i was off campus and you know of course 87 was the last year you guys won a title you know with all those great mm -hmm. sprinters and all that so i missed right. 
story of my life. I tell this to anybody that asks me, I go, the, the greatest uh, single thing I can think of in my life is, is like bad timing. <laughs> like I have the worst timing. <laughs> if I'd have been there well, one year later in 1987, I would have been part of an NC2A championship team. I was right. a walk-on and nobody at that time could have cared less if I walked onto that team because they had Del Davis jumping seven, seven, and they had Lee Balkin jumping mm -hmm. seven, four. And there was like a bunch of other guys. And then there was me, I was like right. seventh or eighth on the depth chart. And even though I jumped six ten in high school, I was like, yeah, we'll let you walk on, you know? And I, I laugh about right. that. I was right. like telling these kids, they can get scholarships to places jumping six, four. And you know, mm -hmm. some places will give them off to Cal state Bakersfield with you. You know, we'll give you money. And I'm like going, I didn't know anything about that when I was in high school. You know, I was like 6'10". They go, yeah, we'll let you walk on. And, you know, if you can jump over 7'2", maybe we'll give you some money. So, right, right, right. but anyway, that that whole thing, you know, it comes down to I walked off the campus and have not seen a lot of my former teammates in the ages. Mm. And I did a podcast with Kevin Young. I forget who got okay. me. Mentioned. It might have been Willie Banks. And uh, mm -hmm. somebody had Kevin's number and we, we talked for like two and a half hours. He called me from Switzerland okay. and literally we just said, I was telling everybody, I go, I remember when Spider-Man was, you know, six four and 170 pounds maybe. And, you know, right, right. Come up and, and do front dives over the bar at like two meters, like it's six, 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 seven, him and mm -hmm. Dwayne Washington could do stuff like that. Right. Yes. And I remember yeah. just going, these guys are just insanely athletic. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I can't do a front two-footed dive over 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, you know? And uh, well, so both we, of we played catch were, were triple jumpers from, Both of those guys were triple jumpers for me at UCLA. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Young and uh, Dwayne Washington. Did yeah. Kevin do a little yeah. tripling? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So I know he's, he's as a freshman, hurdler. He, yeah, he went uh, He went close to 50 feet as, as, a, as a freshman. Yes, he did. Really? At, at Jordan High School, yeah, Jordan High School, he was uh, uh, a hurdler, uh, Philly. He was triple jump, long jumper, and, uh, and I knew him when he was in high school. So, so when I got to UCLA, it was at 80, 84, 85, 80, yeah, 84. 85. Yeah, 84. 84 was the Olympic year. So yeah, right. I got I got to eighty five exactly. Yeah, and and uh, we talked about it, and we, he did a little triple jump, but his hurdle, his hurdles really. Super look, he was he was just dynamite in those hurdles. So we just said, hey, you know what? Let's just focus on these hurdles because the triple jumpers come triple jump will be you'll be jumping right at the time of those hurdles. So it it would be yeah. it's, it's a conflict right there. And he, yeah. you know, he understood, but he we had fun with triple jumping. He was pretty good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50 feet is nothing to sneeze at for sure. Um right, right. We get the the farthest side of that discussion was to get us to the fact that I have not seen uh or talk to john smith since i know i talked to him again when i was training on my own myself in like 92 or 93 or somewhere in there i got in touch with him for right. some reason and he he got me in touch with uh, a gal named vicky vodan who did some mm -hmm. soft tissue work she worked in um, huntington beach and i had something going mm -hmm. on and, and he told me i said i need a, a person and, and he recommended her and she was great and um, mm -hmm. and the last thing I remember John teaching me was the value and importance of ice baths. And this was mm -hmm. 1991 or something for me. And, you know, I was always a victim of overtraining. So when he mm -hmm. talked about ice baths, you know, uh, speeding up recovery was just a wonderful thing. And so, but right. anyway, how the heck is John Smith? I haven't seen him for a long time. Do you guys still stay in touch? Yeah, we do. We do. In fact, uh, uh, where I, where I'm, presently coaching at um, Darcy High School. We, we work out over at uh, uh, Rancho Rancho uh, Track, uh, Rancho La, La Cienega, Jackie Robinson Stadium, where it is off of, uh, it's off of La Brea and uh, Exposition. Mm -hmm. And uh, we train, it's a little bit uh, west, uh, excuse me, east of, uh, right off of uh, La Brea. And uh, John, John works with some guys in the morning there, and he also works at, uh, West Los Angeles College, uh, but uh, during the Olympics, not not during Olympics. I'm sorry. Uh, last year, the, the college you know, West LA kind of closed down. They were remodeling or doing some things there. So he came over and worked over at uh, 
Jackie Robinson, and he would work in the mornings, and I would work a little bit after that. So, but we've always been close. We've always communicated. We've always, uh, you know, we go back. Well, you know, like I say, we started out in a, in the track thing together. Uh, it was his his sophomore year, my junior year, and uh, you know, we 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 just we, we had a bond, and we just knew that we wanted to go to the next level. And we we were hard workers. Uh, we ran cross country. Uh, we did a lot of things together. We were. We and to this day we call each other brothers. He calls right. me brother, brother. I call him brother, brother. We, we <laughs> go that. And it was it was ironic that we we got uh, uh, we started coaching the same at UCLA the same year. Uh, yeah. But he had been working with a lot of lot of people uh, uh, before he became a, a UCLA coach. He would work with people and give them uh, a lot of uh, positive things so they can go get to the next level. And uh, and I was doing the same thing with the Philly event, and we just happened to, uh, you know, I I, I guess it was. Bob Larson knew the work we were both doing, and and uh, he put us both. He called us and and said, "Hey, want you guys on my staff?" And the rest was, the rest yeah. is history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. got to be one yeah. of a, a great period, you know, at UCLA because right on the heels of the '87 championship team, then you had multiple Olympians between yeah. Mike Marsh, Danny Everett, you know, Steve Lewis. Yeah. All those guys, Mike Kevin Powell. Young, yeah. Mike Powell, you yeah. know, Powell, all those yeah. guys, yeah. you know, that was quite a run, you know, and yeah. dominant a performance out of a college, uh, you know, yeah. breaking in gold medals as you, you'll probably see for a while. So that was, that was amazing. And then um, for, for my listeners out there, if you're listening and hopefully you are, uh, we're checking in again, since I don't have a station manager, I got to remind myself that this is a long podcast. You're listening to uh, mm -hmm. the Raise the Bar podcast. Uh, this is a product of Sky High and Flight Jump Camps. I'm your host, Troy Haynes, and this is my coach, Steve Lang, who coached me my last two years at uh, UCLA for two. Uh, faithfully went uh, with me to the NC2A finals in Indianapolis, where uh, right. I was... I remember being uh, a little freaked out at that place. I got stuck in the downpour on one night uh, after all my stuff was yeah, out of my bag. All the people ran for the hills, and you know I'm I'm just a white kid from from L.A. where it very rarely rains, and so I remember I'm sitting okay. there and I see everybody run. <laughs> just like literally, everybody on? heads What's for the hills, on? and I'm sitting yeah. there going, "Where's everybody going?" <laughs> and then it's like just torrentially soaked everything that i had because it was out of my bag and uh that right, was a, right. a good start and then they had we had to remeasure they moved the pits they squeegeed everything off it was like it shifted everything by like two hours and uh i remember you know steve for those of you out there listening he's uh amazingly calm and amazingly composed <laughs> and was just like hey you know just it's no big deal, you know. We'll restart. <laughs> and I'm inside. I'm like, but, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> I was no, ready no, to go no, two no. hours ago. You no, know, I was no. like, well, that's over. Let's readjust Let's start again. Let's start again. That's right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. I'm curious, Steve. This this string of success that you've had with these kids. Now, this is um, you started at Fremont, and then are you? Right. You know, did you? stay within the confines of Fremont or was I'm pretty sure these kids start to know who you are. So were they coming from all over the, the city from LA? They were, they were. Yeah. Yeah. They were coming from all around uh, the, the kids, the words got around and uh, uh, I, I, I had kids that were uh, uh, past 10 uh, other city schools, Washington high school, uh, Darcy High School, uh, a bunch of others, uh, look, a lot of schools that kids were coming to work out with me. And, and I'm not I'm not the kind of person that says, no, 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 you've you got to go to my school to, to for me to coach you. I, right. I work with kids. I, and uh, and that, that's just me. I, uh, I, so they were coming and I was showing them how to do it. And and most of them, they became they, they improved and, and a lot of them became very successful athletes. Right. I mean, from the from the high jump, long jump and triple jump. Right. Right. Um, right. did, uh, what would you say as you're, you're going through, what's, what's the thing that gives you the most success? Like, uh, you know, as far as, is it, you know, technique drills, is it, um, you know, training, is it, you know, what, what are the things that you do that, that are, you know, causing these kids to have so, so much success as far as, 
you know, what you're training them to do, like drills? Is it a certain plyometrics? I know there's lots of pieces to what we do. So I'm curious to hear. Right, right, right. I, no. I haven't seen you in action for a long time. So I want to, <laughs> I'm doing that peek behind right. the curtain thing we're well, talking about. Right. For, for, for the, for the high jumpers, it, it's uh I do a little bounding, not much bounding. That's more for the triple jumpers and long jumpers that I get to get them, teach them how to bound and uh, how to ride, how to ride and become flight, spend flight time in the air. But right. the high jumpers, uh, I, 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 I put them on a track too. I make them, make them runners. I make them sprinters and that type of thing there. So they, they can, uh, uh, that ex it, you got to have some explosion and your sprinter, you're going to explode. And, uh, right. so I, I put, I put that together with, with, with the high, with the high jumpers and, and teach them how to run fast, but run under control and how to explode. And, uh, then we take it over to the, to the, to the high jump and use that explosive energy and, and put some technique behind it. And next thing you know, we, we, we've got a premier jumper. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's it's really a simple simple it's really not difficult uh if, if you you can see a guy you can see uh, i get a lot of guys from the from the basketball uh uh teams that are, that have uh that that are the schools that i've worked at especially at freeman i've had a few seven footers over there and uh and uh at darcy i've had a few uh i had a, a seven footer who came from the bass he wasn't a good basketball player but he was a he was he became a good high jumper and he was run up and stayed and he jumped seven feet and uh went on to uh cal state la and cal state long beach and jumped seven three over there so you know it's nice. it it works it really works yeah yeah well the i often tell people you know too the especially the basketball players i go basketball to me is the perfect training for a high jumper because right, you right. Know, you're doing short bursts of sprints when you're playing at a, even a reason, relatively high level, if you're a run and gun team, you're flying up and down the court at any opportunity for a fast break. Uh, you got to run there back is. on defense, you know, so you're short, short sprints. Then you got to use your arms to jump. Sometimes one, sometimes two. Sometimes you're running off one leg. Sometimes you're jumping off two. You know, it depends, but you're pretty, a good athlete playing basketball is going to be pretty versatile, you know, learning how to get yeah. off the ground if they can at all. And then, so you've got the sprinting, like you were talking about, you know, first thing you're doing is making them sprint. Second thing, they're getting air all the time. Their legs are getting stronger. And it's, you know, basketball is a quick reaction sport, just like soccer, yes, or, you know, football. You know, you can't react quickly enough. You're sitting on the bench, right? So you, right. you right. got to slide your feet. You got to do whatever you got to do. You got to cover your guy. You got to, you know, make a move, get around a guy. So, you know, that explosive capability is kind of trained in there for you. I mean, I, I had a That's teammate it. in high school, Dave Wicker, who was, you know, the one of the guards on the basketball team. And I'd been chasing Wicker my whole career. He was a year in front of me. You know, when I was in eighth grade, mm -hmm. I broke the eighth grade record at our junior high and he broke the ninth grade record. And then I tried to catch okay. that and I didn't quite get it. And so he goes on to Milliken and I'm behind one year and he jumps six two or four right away then his junior he jumped six ten mm -hmm. six eight or six ten you know and i'm just constant mm -hmm. chase dave wicker mode you know and uh right, right. uh you know watching um oh, my brain got lost in the details of the story again um what was i talking about this is a sign you're getting older. Keep, yeah the, the kid that there was a, a year in front oh, of basketball during the training he, right, he right. came out of basketball his senior year and he jumped six ten early, like early season, you know, in okay. February, March, whatever the first early meets were for dual meets for yeah, us, or you know, the really early invitationals way before you get to Arcadia and Mount Sac, you know, and he mm -hmm. just six ten, six ten, six eight, six ten. I remember just going, wow, he just came out of basketball just on fire, you know, just like right. killing everybody. Right. Nobody was jumping that high yet, you know. And yeah, right. I remember thinking, going, wow, he's he's just he looks sharp. You know, he already looks sharp. And it wasn't that he had to learn how to play, how to high jump, because he'd already been doing it for a while. It was just <laughs> basketball had him in shape, you know. And I was like, man, alive. Like, you know, that made me realize that value. You know, there, if there's ever anybody I'm gonna try to recruit, it's gonna be a basketball player first, volleyball <laughs> way second, you know. Right. Right. Well, you'll win with those basketball players. That's for sure. I've, I've look. I've, I've watched him grow. And uh, uh, the uh, last seven foot I had, he came. He 
he, he, he could dunk the basketball, but he wasn't a good ball player, but he could jump. He could yeah. jump. Yeah. And when I saw that, I said, hey, come on out. I'm going to teach you something, son. And I look, I didn't think uh, he, had, he had jumped uh, six. He jumped six two uh, uh, during the week. And he told me he was going to go to the all coming with the other coach. And I had to go to a funeral that weekend. And uh, uh, I, I, I told him, I said, look, you, you, you're a good jumper. He said, I said, look, you can, you can, you know, you, you, you can surpass uh, the six, two, six, four thing in no time at all. And uh, that next week, that weekend, he went seven feet. Wow. <laughs> he went to an all comers meet over at, at uh, Arcadia high school and he jumped seven feet. Wow. And so I, I was in, I was at the funeral and I got a, a text that, uh, your kid, your your kid jumped seven feet, and I was like, I, I couldn't talk in 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 the yeah. church, but I'm right. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I I expected him to go. In fact, I gave him a, a lecture. I said, look, I, I was a jumper. I said, look, uh, in high school I went six ten, and um, you're better than me. Uh, and and I said, and I, if you just believe and and do the things that we worked on this the, the last couple of weeks, you'll jump high. Yeah, and. Uh, when I when I I got to text seven feet, I was like, it must be a mistake. I, 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 you know, so I, I walked out of the church, uh, you know, and I said, hey, you know, I talked to one of the coach, coach, and the coach said he jumped seven feet, just like that. I'm like, wow. I said, yeah. well, the ma the magic still exists, and okay, all right. And it was just uh, two weeks of working with him, two weeks, that's and that, that's the fact. That's the fastest seven, seven foot I've ever had. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, talent, yeah, really. Talent will out, right? It's, sometimes it's just, I think every once in a while there's that blend of talent yeah. and coach and like innate ability or whatever. Like when I look at Fosbury, I think that, you know, because right. watching it, the first times I'm watching it, I'm thinking, gosh, he's making mistakes all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. As a technician, I'm going he's leaning too far forward he's he's doing this he's doing right. that and then you watch him come off the ground and i'm like look at this guy he's just sailing over yeah. he's getting tremendous rotation yeah. he's doing all this stuff and i'm like well i'm starting to analyze it i'm like okay what what were the strengths i'm like well his body type was huge you know he's just yeah six six four what 100 look like 150 maybe 160 you know you're right just a skinny guy yeah so many of those guys mm -hmm. that i jumped against were like that that's why i mm -hmm. i do a lot of preaching on uh body type you know and and because i at 63 180 to most of you out there you would think that's a pretty tall skinny guy you right. know in high school i played free safety on the football team and i wasn't real big and then right, right. one year at ucla i was at 63 195 now like i grew into man body and i put on 15 pounds okay. so well, but, that was 15 well, more pounds to carry you know were you hitting the weights what were you doing yeah, yeah, it was weights, okay. but that first year I put on that weight without getting a lot stronger. So that first year at UCLA, before you got there, coach, I was what two ten in high school, so ten and three quarters. Uh, you know, ten and a half at the Masters meet. Went up to state. You know, jumped six eight the first night. Was just there with everybody else. I mean, that was Crumby. That was um, Maury Burnett year. That right, right. That's one of my boys, Maury. John Morris was up there. Yeah. Cal. Uh -huh. You know, I didn't even know who John was because we didn't know any of the northern jumpers down here. The only one I knew was Crumby because we both went to the Sunkist meet. And, right. and, you know, so I didn't know a lot of those names, but I was as hot as anybody else when we got to the state meet, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I got to UCLA, I just for some reason, you know, that the change, I think the longer season part was part of it because, you know, in, in high school, I played football. So okay. I, I would do football and it would take me a month or two to recover, you know, from mm -hmm. the season. You didn't just start right. for jumpers. I don't know. I was, I was a little burned out and I would just kind of heal up and I still had plenty of time. You know, you'd go through the holidays and you could start track and, and everything was great. So, you know, but at UCLA, boy, I got there uh, in October and it was, we're working out, you know, mm -hmm. cross country right. course, we're getting the weight room. We're That's right. Everything. We're That's right. We trained harder than I'd ever ever come close to football or track in high school so i was strong and all that but it was like i didn't get as strong as i needed to get and i think part of it was that growing into the man body thing like i i 
don't put on weight like that. Like mm-hmm. in my lifetime, I have never, I don't think I've ever put on 15 pounds in that short of a period of time. And I wasn't trying to gain weight. I just, I think I hit some kind of a natural thing. So that second year after jumping like a rock, my freshman year, I think I jumped six, eight once and then was six, six. Then I got sick. And then I, I just had a terrible freshman year. And that's why I was saying my timing was bad. It would have been nice if somebody would have said, Hey, you know, your freshman year kind of sucked. Halfway through, I was, somebody really should have said, why don't you redshirt? Why don't you just dish that year? Because it was terrible. I didn't, I didn't learn anything. (laughs) All I learned was, you know, how to get heavier, you know, and, and not be able to jump. So I really thought I was working on three years when I was done. That was that kind of sense of frustration. Like, "Ah, I didn't, I didn't get everything I could have, but that second year, I was stayed around the weight room and uh, Tom Ramsey, the quarterback, the UCLA Mm -hmm. quarterback was there. Uh, He was just after his senior year. So there were like a few, I I remember talking with Tom quite a bit, which was cool because he was a senior graduated and here I am, Mm -hmm. you know, a sophomore. Um, Nat Page was working out at UCLA, Mm -hmm. the seven, seven jumper. Uh, he was an ASICS guy, I think, or Puma. I can't remember mm-hmm. which. He, he gave me a, he, he gave me a, yeah, he gave me shoes. I, I remember telling people this day, he, he was so cool. I was complaining that, you know, we used to get those Adidas, those slick bottom Adidas that they had for UCLA guys. And I didn't like those shoes for some reason. And then, um, you know, I was slipping all over the place in them and, you know, high jump shoes were weird back then. You could only get one shoe a lot right. from a lot of places. Right. And it was just bizarre. So, and I said that to Nat and he had a just, he had tons of shoes. He just goes here, he throws me a pair of shoes, you know, and I wore those shoes to the NC2A finals, uh, actually a week or so before they cracked. It was the weirdest thing right before I'd been jumping in those shoes for almost three years and they broke and I, I had to get a crappy pair of Adidas, you know, and, and wow. jump in the rain at Indianapolis. So I was like, well, God, talk about timing. So anyway, the, uh, the whole thing was the, the man body, the whole, you know, the right weight, strength to weight. So when I lifted really heavy that year, I got my full squats up to 400. That was the first time I jumped over both seven feet and seven, two. So mm-hmm. for me, the transformation might not have been so much technique as it was power and right. power. And additionally, surprisingly that I didn't know at the time was speed. I was mm-hmm. not fast in high school. I was a five flat 40 guy playing free safety and people mm-hmm. used to laugh. They go, I thought you were on the track team. I said, I'm not a sprinter. <laughs> I'm a high jumper. <laughs> you know, right, like I didn't, right. I'm a white dude and I don't got any speed, you know? So um, John actually taught me a lot of things about sprinting and the, and the little time he was gracious enough to spend with, you know, me as a high jumper. Right. Uh, he right. used to work with me and Brian Mergenthal a little bit. And uh, I got my Brian. 40. Yeah. You remember Brian? He, uh, yes, I worked with him before. Yes, Brian yeah. was. Yes, yes, yes. When, when I went, when I got to UCLA, he was still there. Yeah, yes, Brian. Yeah. I remember when he was jumping on the C's and B's and yep. those days. Yes, yes, yep. yeah. And he ended Good up guy. jumping Good six guy. eleven, and then that's yes. our senior year. We swept Cal. Remember that? What, the rain. What, what was was Victor? Victor. Victor Naring. Naring was he was he was out there too? Correct. Yeah, he didn't jump my senior year. He took the year off, so he. Right. When, when I graduated, Brian graduated and Powell, we all were seniors that year. Right. So in 86, okay. we all graduated. Then Vic came back and was your number one, I think, the next yes, year. Yes, he did. Yes, he was. That's right. He jumped seven feet finally, I think, too. That's right. He sure did. He yeah. sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember right. him. Him and Lee Balkan were two of the most noodly jumpers I ever jumped against. Like, they yeah. could, their head could touch their butt. You know, they were like that. Yeah, they were flexible. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's just not fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah the body type thing's interesting because uh, one of the guys that i follow on instagram uh is Jumpman Westner. i don't know if you've ever heard of this guy but he jumped seven five and a quarter um mm-hmm. he's all over instagram he's got tons of followers because this guy can like jam from a foot past the free throw line and he's wow. coach he's six three and he's mm-hmm. 205 like he, wow. when you look at him, he's, he doesn't look chunky. He doesn't look like a Catholic, but he's not a small dude. And mm-hmm. we were talking about that. And I was telling him the same story. And he said, you know, I don't feel good at 190 or 195. He goes, well, I feel really good when I'm at 205 or 210 even. Ooh. So he, 
I mean, this guy is just all pop. He jumped five and a quarter. He went to the trials in 2021. He made the final. And then, you know, he, I think he only jumped seven, two in the final, but, uh, he's, you know, training, obviously it's a short turnaround because of this year, the 2021 back to 2024, it's really only a three-year cycle. So we're already kind of nudging back up there. And, uh, mm -hmm. he's, he is a kick to watch. I tell you, I got to get you on Instagram so you can watch his stuff. He's, he's yeah. silly. Silly hops. Jordan Wesner, W-E-S-N-E-R. So okay. he calls himself the jump man. And mm -hmm. all you gotta do is watch one dunk and you're like, yep. <laughs> That's he's got, hops, okay. he's yeah. got stupid hops, just like yeah. off the charts. So um the other thing I've been finding interesting, I, I like to bounce it off you too, is the uh there's just seems like there's been almost a renaissance in styles. Like mm -hmm. uh, have you seen Javon Harrison? with a very unique layout yeah. style, which reminded yeah. me, I think I told you the story, but it, it took me a while for it to filter through my brain. Cause I'm like, I've seen something like that before. And mm -hmm. I was, it's Maury Burnett. Maury Burnett yep. would yes. drive that okay. knee up and then he'd bring the trail knee up and then he would really hit that layout, right? Yeah. Double, double hip pop, you know? And right. when I saw Javon do that, I was like, wait, there's something That's about boring. it I didn't quite get. And then it, it clicked. So he's tremendous, right? He's a tw seven, eight and three quarters now. I think he jumped higher than anybody's ever jumped to come mm -hmm. in ninth or seventh at the final yeah. the Olympics. And then he also jumped over 25 or 26. No, he jumped 27. Right? Try 27. 27? Wow. 27, he's, yes. He's got to be one of the, if not the young stars, if not the what, it <laughs> coming up. Well, he, he was the NC2A champ in the long jump and the high jump. Yes. Yes. I think that was his senior year, his junior year, whatever. Right. He was, but he was very impressive. Yeah, he was yeah. a tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, one of the yeah. new stars for the U.S. for sure. And then um, this other kid that I watched in in the same breath, uh, he won the indoors last year from Oklahoma. You remember that kid? Okay. He seven, seven and a quarter. And when he jumps, yeah. he drives that front knee up. Same, come from the same direction as Javon. Then he punches the hip. And then punches it again. It looks like he's almost hitch kicking through the air mm -hmm. in the high jump. <laughs> like, but like he looks like a long jumper doing one leg and then the other. So he goes one yeah. hip and then the second hip, which I've yeah. never seen before. Yeah. And jumped seven, seven and a quarter and had some serious air on it. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, he scraped it. So I was just like, wow, this kid's he's all that. And um right. And then I don't have you seen um the kid from SC Seals? No, I haven't seen him. He no. he jumped seven six last year at Mount Sac. Okay. And I don't know what year he was at at USC. Um, they actually opened up the high jump coach position there this summer. I I applied for it and they didn't even I think they responded, but I I didn't go in well, and say, Hey, I'm Troy Haynes or whatever. It's like I just sent in my resume and uh he jumped seven six and he's fast and like whew, he's got a yeah some coming you know i coached over at usc with uh when jim bush went over there i was a jump coach over there and, did you uh, yeah that had to be the did 80s. you get to work with jesse williams no jesse was jesse was right was well, easy right before right after i got there i didn't get a chance yeah. to work with him but i, but I, I saw him and, that's another guy he was yeah, so talented i i went yes he was i hadn't been back to a ucla dual meet since i'd left and then mm -hmm. I got one of those, the invite for the 30 or 20 year reunion. I forget which one, right. um, mm -hmm. you know, Mike Powell showed up and a bunch of guys that I hadn't seen in forever. And then it was the UCLA USC dual meet. And okay. he was on the team at that time. I'd never, I wasn't keeping up. I had gone to high school world and, you know, the smaller end of stuff. And I really wasn't keeping up, you know, half my year mm -hmm. was football and the other half was track. So mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't know who anybody was. And I hear this Jesse Williams, he jumps, he jumped 6'10 and he won. You know, there was mm. nobody left. And he passed to 7'5. And I mm. remember going, I have never seen anybody pass more than one height, first of all. Right. So That's I'm thinking, I'm going, he passed from 6'10 to, I'm like, who is this guy? And then he almost made it on his first jump. Mm. I mean, it was a mm. really good jump. And I remember thinking, I I still don't even know what I thought. I was just like, I've never seen anybody pass that many inches and right. then take a good jump. Like usually yeah. when somebody does that to themselves, they set themselves up for failure. Failure, exactly. So 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, there's a lot of talent. Um, I'm keep wondering who's going to be the guy that jumps and breaks Austin's, you know, seven, 10 and a half. Right, right, right. Who, well, do you, who, do you, who would you have your money on if you were thinking it was going to be somebody? I, I couldn't even say because it, like uh, when I saw uh, the kid from uh, LSU, uh, uh, what's the, you just said his name. Javon, uh, the, yeah, Javon, Javon Harrison. Javon. Yeah, uh, he he surprised me, and he he came. He's when he went up, up and up. So I, I, you know, it this this whoever's on the elevator on the on the, <laughs> on the eighth floor, that that's who's going to yeah. be it. I, because there's so so much talent out there, it it's it's just hard yeah. to say who. I I couldn't guess. I'm I'm just watching. I'm I'm just checking it all right. out. You know, nice. I I who who's the next guy? Who's yeah. got next? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But it's like somebody out somebody out there's got next. Okay. I don't know yeah. who, but I'm gonna check it out and see, you know. And right. uh they, they're gonna do something. They're gonna have either the 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 spring or the strength or the combination of yeah. spring, strength, and and you know, it's it they're out there. I just gotta see who is gonna be. I, yeah, I don't I, know. I remember watching um Charles Austin at the time. I'd never really seen him before that Olympics. Mm -hmm. and Talk about a money jump. I mean, the was his third attempt, you know, <laughs> talk about it, just double down. And here comes the whole car. Right. Like, what am I going to come up with? And he breaks the American record and wins the gold, which is the last time I think a U.S. guy or, you know, maybe mm -hmm. the uh, first time the U.S. guy had won since Fosbury, I'm thinking, right? right. The gold, yeah, yeah. because Dwight won a couple bronze. And then mm -hmm. when in 84, he jumped higher than he did in either of the other two Olympics and only took fourth. So right, right. it had been a while. Um, Hollis Conway knocked on that door a little bit too, though, right? I can't yes, remember. He yes, he did. I think he, yeah, but he, he was, jumped 10. I just can't remember if it was at the Worlds or the right. Olympics. Uh, yeah. I, I, got think jump it, I don't remember where it was, but I remember he was an outstanding jumper, though. That's what I remember oh. about him. That's, I think yeah. that's the yeah. other hallmark of my career was getting to jump against mm -hmm. really great people and not scare them at all. <laughs> so I got, I got to jump against, no, no. I got to jump against Dwight stones, you know, quite a few times there at the end, cause he would need fillers, you know, for his meets when he mm -hmm. was doing his Olympic qualifying. Right. And then um, I mm -hmm. got to jump against Sotomayor two times, I think, which was weird, but he came, mm -hmm. he came to UCLA. I know for sure. Cause I still had the press clipping from the one he came to UCLA shortly after he broke the world record when he jumped, you know, two fifty five, and he, he mm -hmm. came to UCLA and like Brian Stanton, John Morris, Lee Balkan, mm -hmm. you know, I trained with both Lee and Brian, um, right. and, uh, Hollis Conway. So that it, it finished up. Sotomayor jumped eight, and a half i think and it, steve mm -hmm. these were he opened at 7 2 went 220 225 230 235 right boom 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 wow boom. and no wow. misses and and four inches on everything like just ridiculously mm -hmm. easy right and the, the competition was over when he, mm -hmm. when he opened at 7 2 everybody was like mm -hmm. done so yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, I jumped, over. I think I jumped seven feet and came in six. That's why I have the press clipping. So I, I came in six mm -hmm. and then it was Balkin and Morris and Stanton and, you know, they just went up the line and then he's at the top right. seven, eight and a half. So I had, mm -hmm. I tell this story too, for, for the, the humbling aspect, you know, after wanting to hear my name and see myself on the Olympic podium and all that, you know, the introductions were always my favorite when I got to go to those meets. Cause if it was, you know, here he is, everybody. You've been waiting. Sotomayor, he's here from Cuba. He's this, he's that. He just broke the world record. And then they go, here's right. Brian Stanton. And then here's Hollis Conway. And and here's John Morris. And here's Lee Balkin, former UCLA great, everything. And then they get to the very end, they go, and Troy Haynes. Parents <laughs> 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 is like, thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all day. Uh, it's been great. Okay. You know? <laughs> I'm back in my old stopping ground. I'm autographs later. Uh, you're with the great ones so it's okay it's okay yeah, yeah. it's humbling it's humbling well hey yeah. coach we got to do this again soon um but i'm pleasure get, getting that look from the wife so we're gonna, <laughs> gonna wrap it up um okay buddy hey i love you man thanks for sharing your love time you back come on your, all your expertise and uh well i'll i'll send you a text because i want to get out to you 
and okay. watch you in action. I haven't seen you do what you do for a long time. And uh, okay, I'll I'm there. I can learn. All right. I got I got some kids that's going to be all right this year. Okay. I I know you do. You always do, Coach. It's your it's your trademark. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you, Troy. Hey, you too, man. I I am so blessed to have you on, Steve. It's been a long time in the making. I'm glad we finally got it done. Thank you, man. That's all I can say is thank you, man. All you, right. You've always hey. been a great guy and you still are. Okay. Hey, talk we'll talk soon. soon. Okay? Say hi to John Smith for me and, and we'll talk about that. I'll see if I can get him on here. It'd be great. Yes. Okay. I'll put a word in for you. Okay. All right. Thanks, Steve. Okay, Troy. All talk right. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that was um, Steve Lang. Uh, he's my former coach at UCLA. Uh, great, great coach. And uh, he is uh, now getting rolling on another great season with a great high school jumper. So we are wrapping it up. And that is it for this episode of Sky High and Flight Camps podcast. Okay, wrapping up.